At the end of 2019, I went through my closet and cleaned out things I hadn't worn and knew I would never wear. That was the beginning or rather the end of a journey or an era. I ended up with six bags of clothes, shoes, and purses and felt free. If you are ready to be free and organize your life, we have a very special guest to help you with that. Pens and papers ready. Class is now in session. Hey, kings and queens, welcome to Define You Radio. I am your host, Valencia Griffin-Wallace. Our special guest today is Queen Janet Taylor of Totally Organized LLC. In 2018, Janet appeared on the Rachel Ray Show and was crowned the clutter-free queen. Janet is the author of 101 Secrets to Living an Organized Life. She publishes a monthly newsletter titled Totally Organized Living and produces and hosts a weekly podcast called Got Clutter? Get Organized. So let's go ahead and welcome Queen Janet to the show. Hey, Janet, how you doing today? I am doing great, Valencia. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I feel, like I said, I feel free from cleaning out my closet. That's good because now you, um, of course, you said you feel lighter, you feel freer, but also you now have opened your life to new opportunities because you've made space. And new clothes. I'm just gonna... <laughs> well, and, and new clothes. That's right. It's nothing wrong with new clothes. <laughs> That's a good thing. But I wanted to, to kind of talk to you. I know having an organized life like covers different facets. So what are some of the areas in organizing your life? Well, in organizing your life, it covers, like you said, so many different areas. But the main ones are usually, you know, your home, your stuff, your paperwork, as well as your time, which can be your time slash your life. So those are like the three top ones. Mm, I know definitely People need help in all of those areas, but I definitely want to talk to you about time. And I know a, a couple of years ago, I can't remember when we had a, a discussion about that because I was using a bazillion planners and bazillion calendars. Like what are some things when it comes to organizing time? Well, I think one of the things like you you discovered, you know, you were using so many different tools and really the simpler, the better. So, yes, we've got the tablets. Yes, we've got the online calendars, but really finding one method that works for you, whether it's an electronic or paper and stick to that will really help you gain more control of your time. Because if you've got two and three different um, systems you're using, then sometimes you may put something on one system. Another time you put something on another system. And then what happens is things come up and it wasn't on the one you were looking at, but it was on the other one. So the first thing is use one thing. And I use, um, which a lot of people use, I have a Google Calendar. And therefore, when I update it on my phone, it gets updated on my, you know, my desktop and vice versa. And also I have a old fashioned calendar on my refrigerator. It's actually a, a little modern version. It's magnetic. And each week I write down what my week looks like. 
So at all times, because I'm really trying to get myself out the habit of always picking up my phone, I can always look at my calendar or my refrigerator and say, okay, this is what my Monday looks like. This is what my Wednesday looks like. So that's one thing I would always tell people. So do you use a paper uh, planner at all? You know, like one of those plan aheads. Do you use one of those? I don't use one, but I tell people if that works for you, then please, by all means, use it. Um, because I'm, you know, everything is, I'm more mobile and I'm, you know, people are, are constantly wanting to know if I'm available, whether it's for business or it might be just my God kid saying, Hey, I'm Janet. We want to hang out with you. I like the flexibility of having the electronic calendar, but people do still have that physical calendar and that's okay. Use what works for you. Not what works for anybody else, but what works for you. I'm guilty. I'm better than I was last time that we talked and I am trying to get to where I'm strictly at my Google calendar, but I tend to need my Google calendar and my plan ahead calendar and those things. But I find myself double working because it's not like I could take my plan ahead calendar and have it on my Google calendar. It's like, I got to write it and then go back and type it. <laughs> well, a suggestion I would have for you is to maybe once a week, just kind of review, like have a meeting with yourself. Like you would have a meeting with your staff and your team, have a meeting with yourself and just making sure that everything that is on your plan ahead calendar is on your Google calendar and everything that's on your Google calendar is on your plan ahead calendar just like doing a check like that. So just like a weekly check-in for yourself, just making sure, because you might be on your, on a, you know, taking a phone call in your office and jot something down on your plan ahead calendar um, because it may be months away, but then you need to at least make sure that you check in with yourself and put it on your Google calendar. So that's why I say once a week, you know, just kind of review um, what you've done, what your updates are, et cetera, and just kind of review. So, you know, that way you can still feel comfortable until you're ready to transition to one. I'll I'll keep you posted. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Because I am doing, I, like I said, I am doing better because I think last time we talked, I had, uh, I was using my Google calendar, my plan ahead. I had something else in my purse. Like I was like, oh, I'm running myself crazy. So I'm doing better, but I'm going to try that weekly check-in. So when it comes to, when we think about organizing your time and it comes, a lot of people don't know how to organize their day, you know? So when you look at your day or advising somebody how to organize their day, how do you prioritize that? Well, I always, again, suggest to people to really plan ahead like you do. You you always plan ahead. So I always like maybe Friday or Saturday and just looking at my next week and looking at everything I have to do business-wise, work-wise. Then I begin to incorporate all of Janet's stuff. Like Janet has to do the laundry. Janet has to go grocery shopping or else she'll open up a refrigerator and not find any food. But also Janet does meal planning too, because that helps me. That's part of my 
not only my time management because it saves me time, but it's also part of my life management because it helps me eat healthier. Because when I'm out there working, I come home, I'm tired. I don't feel like cooking, but it's easy for me to just pop something in the microwave, heat something up. So therefore, I'm saving myself time in the long run because I'm not spending hours when I'm tired cooking, but I know I have to eat. So it's all a part of like a pre-planning. So I start with the next week, look at all the things that I need to do. And then I realistically plan other things around it. Like, okay, this day I'm getting off a little earlier so I can do some grocery shopping. So I'm not in the grocery store on a Saturday when it might be a little bit more crowded and I'll be spending more time in there. Oh, well, I've got a gap right here so I can do some laundry while I may be, you know, proofreading something. So that's how I really kind of look at it overall and holistic. So that's how I do my week. But then every day at the end of the day, before I go to bed, I do my planning for the next day. So, and I tell people 15 minutes in planning, free planning saves you an hour the next day. So that means what I'm going to wear down to my accessories and my hose, what I'm going to eat. Like, you know, usually I already kind of know that from my pre-planning, but sometimes I may decide to go, you know, and get something to eat. Also, what information do I need to take with me? And I pre-pack my tote and my bag. And I also have my handbag pre-packed and I know where my keys are. So that saves me that frustration in the morning of looking for stuff. It saves me time. It reduces my stress, but it makes me feel like I'm more in control of my day, but then also my week ahead. Hmm. And I'm, I'm listening to you. Because at first, especially when you talked about planning what you are wearing the next day, and I'm just thinking about how much time I spend in my closet the day of like, okay, what am I wearing? No, I don't want to wear this. It would help to pre-plan. But I think part of that comes from, you know, how you're built. Because this is something you enjoy doing since childhood, right? Yes. But also, Valencia, I tell people, especially women, when you begin to think about pre-planning, think about when you go on vacation or you go on that cruise, you have to kind of figure out generally what you need to take with you within that period of time, whether it's a week, whether it's two weeks. But now you're just kind of figuring out what do I want to wear the next day? You know, is it going to be for me? It's always, is it, where, where am I going to be? You know, sometimes I'm in a place where it's really hot. Sometimes I'm in a place where it's going to be cold. Sometimes because of traveling, I may be out in the rain or I may need my snow boots. So I kind of take all that. I'm always checking to see what the weather is going to be. Is it going to be windy? Is it going to be rainy? Is it, so I'm always doing all of that, but also, what I'm going to be doing, like, for example, in another month, I'm going to be speaking. I already know what I'm wearing and the outfit is already um, been taken to the cleaners. But that's because I'm pre-planning because I this is a big event for me. I want to look good. And, and, and that's what it's about. What do you want to look like when you walk out the door the next day? Mm-hmm. And even if you just, you know, narrow it down to three outfits or three colors, however you decide to dress. That's what it is. And that's why I said 15 minutes. 
you know, just take that little 15 minutes and decide, what am I going to wear tomorrow? Oh, it's going to be be about 80 degrees. Hmm. And I haven't, you know, just kind of talk, having to talk to yourself. How, how much time, because I'm, I'm listening and absorbing, and I'm going to make sure that my husband does not listen to this show in particular, because he knows <laughs> when we pack to go out of town, it's like I'm packing, like we could be gone for three days. I'm packing like I'm going for two months. But how much time are do you spend pre-planning the next day? Or I understand it saves you time the next day, but how much time are you spending pre-planning? I would say for me, because generally my days are somewhat the same, um, and I and I really planned it that way in regards to what I wear, maybe no more than 20 minutes because I have, because what I do is an organizer, so I have my bag I take with me for cl- with clients, which has all of the tools I need. You know, it's got my notebook pens, it's got um, the gloves, disposable gloves, masks, just in case it's a lot of dust, um, things like, so that has that bag. And of course, it's got like my wallet and my keys. Um, usually, I know what I'm wearing. I'm usually dressed down. So I kind of already have all that laid out because usually what I do when I plan my week, I'm planning all my outfits for the week. So that's why it doesn't take me that long to plan. But I plan. So when I do my weekly plan, and I don't even plan my meals, but I plan my entire outfits for the week. And that works really well for me because um, one of the things I learned about myself, Valencia, is I like staying in the bed. But I also know that I have to be out the house by a certain time. I had to figure out how I can do this. And by pre-planning, knowing that once I get out of the bed, my outfit's already picked out, my little snack's already picked out, I don't really have to worry about dinner, my bag's already packed. So that allows me to have that little extra time in bed that I enjoy to read, pray, meditate. Whereas if I didn't do that, then I'd be waking up and I'd have to get up a little bit earlier or I'd be frantic trying to figure out what to wear. So by me, once you begin to get into the habit, it's not as hard as you think. It's just like, you know, when you said you, when you go away, um, for me, when I go away, I usually like, okay, I'm going to be away for three days. It's going to be the girls, you know, we're going to get together for a little annual reunion. So I put how many days? Saturday, Sunday. Um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And I put those dates, I just put on a piece of paper. Then I started thinking, okay, we got to walk on Saturday, so I need my sneakers, but I need my cute sneakers. Then I put black sneakers, black patent leather sneakers. And I just kind of jot down everything I need so that when it's time for me to pack, all I have to do is go by my list. So that helps me. That, that really, because before I was packing so much stuff that I didn't wear. And as I've gotten mm-hmm. older, you know, me traveling with a heavy bag is not good for my shoulders or my back. And I recently got a smaller bag and I got a smaller bag because so that I wouldn't pack that much stuff. Cause I can pack a bag until it would bust at the seams. <laughs> and if you opened it, everything would go. So that's how I pack. So, so it's just those little things that I've learned myself and I've just learned to navigate. Okay, Janet, if you're going to pack a lot, then that means Janet, Janet, you got to buy a smaller bag so you don't pack as much. So I hope all this makes sense to you. No, it it definitely does, especially start pre-planning at night Mm -hmm. so I could be in the bed more Mm -hmm. during the day because 
I love my bed, especially when the mm-hmm. heated blanket is going. Mm-hmm. The last mm-hmm. thing I want to do is crawl out. And then I notice, you know, every morning, my if I don't get up earlier, then I'm in a frantic mode to do certain things. Mm-hmm. Versus if I try some nighttime pre-planning, then I don't have to worry about getting up early or getting up later and running around crazy. I want to ask you this, when it comes to planning your day, do you leave time for, like, how do you fit in time for yourself? Do you plan your days the whole day with, you know, stuff your day full of stuff? Or do you schedule me time? Or do you take the approach of Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday going to be my busy days and Thursday and Friday going to be my laid back days? I usually try to schedule me time every day. And usually my me time is at the end of the day. Um, so I start my day in the morning, like with my prayer meditation, then I get up and I, I always try to eat two meals, good meals. So I always eat breakfast. And then of course I'll come home and eat dinner. And then depending on my day, I will always try to have a healthy snack with me. That's just something I, I've learned over the years. But I find at the end of the day, in order to relax myself from all the stuff that I've done throughout the day, I love just kind of sitting in bed and I'll find something. It could be, and I usually um, will do something on YouTube or I love, you know, a lot of the different little shows and things and inspiration stuff on Facebook, on their little channel. So I will do that just to kind of bring me down. But that's my that's my me time. Um, and then, of course, what I do and one of the reasons I like Google Calendar is because I can color code everything. So, of course, clients have a specific color. But then Janet's fun time is yellow. And I make sure that I incorporate that in at least once a week. And when I say once a week, that's usually when I do something with a friend. You know, I might tell a friend, hey, I'm going to be in a city who lives in the city. I'm going to be in a city. And are you going to be available this day? So I plan all that. I'm like, you know, I'm going to be in a city on this day. Are you going to be available? And then we'll get together for brunch. Or um, I might meet another friend for a movie. So I plan all of that. So I try at least once a week to have time with a friend, but then every night I usually just have my me time. My day usually consists of certain things that have to be standard in my day. Of course, you know, my beginning, my prayer, my meditation, my breakfast. I usually try to do some type of physical activity. It might be me just lifting a few weights, doing some stretches, or if I have the time, I'll do um, my 15 minutes of walking. So, because I see how I was listening to how you organize your day. It's like kind of waking, you know, like waking me up, getting me Mm -hmm. together, then Mm -hmm. work, then back to rest. Mm -hmm. And that's the one reason I know I could get better at organizing my day. Like organizing a week, Scheduling a week or a month, like long term, I'm good. When it comes to my days, I'm still working on that aspect. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you this part because, well, let's take it this way. Do you schedule 
time for your goals every day, once a week, once a month? Like, how do you fit in those long term time for long term or short term goals? Well, it it all depends on the goals. So my goal to be healthy is every day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, the decisions I made, like for example, this year I decided, even though I love sweets and chocolates and all that, I don't bring it in the house. I'll still eat it. Like Lindsay, if you have it over your house, I'm going to eat it. So that's a daily thing. But then sometimes with the other goals, depends on what they are. Um, but for example, you know, my goal to really, really be better a lot better at managing my own finances. That's a monthly. That's something I sit down with myself monthly and look at everything. Look at, okay, what did I, what did I reach my goal? Did not reach my goal? What adjustments do I need to make in a month going forward? That's like a monthly. Um, but then there are some things that you may have to, because of the goal, you may have to do weekly or you may have to do daily, but that depends on the looking at your goal date. You know, for me, you know, money management is going to be a lifetime thing. So I can do that every month. But maybe, you know, one of the things you wanted to do is you want to run a marathon, at least a small marathon by the end of the year. Well, your goals are going to be a lot different than my goals because then you're going to have to do something probably every single day to build your endurance to do to reach that goal. So I think you need to look at the goal, but also look at what the deadline is for that specific goal. And even with money, maybe it's just raise, you know, earning a certain amount or either saving a certain amount by a certain date. So then maybe you need to do weekly check-ins. Hmm. I don't know if I posted that my goal, well, this has been my goal for like two years. Running a 5K is on mm-hmm. my um Mm-hmm. 2020 experience list. And uh, yeah, I pretty much hadn't started training. And I don't like to run because I could walk. But mm-hmm. running has never been my thing. So as you say that, I'm like, oh, come on, Valencia. So as you as you work with clients, do you find that having an organized life is, you know, one of the keys to success and getting things done? Yes, I do because on several different levels. So one example was um I was called in to help a client, my voice is trying to go on me, help a client organize her finances. Not her finances, but her paperwork. And in organizing her paperwork, she really got better at organizing her finances because she was um, you know, she had worked full time, she retired, she came home, she took care of her mom. You know, unfortunately, her mom passed away. So now it's like, now it's her life again. And she's like, Janet, I just feel like out of sorts. So just really going through all, you know, just creating a system for her bills and really her better understanding, okay, now this is what I get in. This is what's going out has helped her move to the next level because she decides, you know what? I want to move into a place where I've always dreamed of. And things started happening so fast. And it was really exciting for me that when she was on the phone having a conversation, you know, getting her pre-approval, that she was able to just rattle off numbers. She's like, well, you know, these are my monthly bills. This is how much I get in. You know, this is how much I can put down payment. And they were in awe. 
of what she could do. And I knew just a few weeks earlier, she would not have been able to do that. So it does have a really um, impact on your life, just being organized like that. But then also just having an organized home makes you feel wonderful and less stressful when you walk through the door, but also it makes you feel like, hey, I want to entertain because sometimes that clutter in the home can be a barrier to us entertaining, inviting people in. And, you know, sometimes people aren't even seeing that stuff when they come into your home. They really want to spend time with you, but it just opens up your to relationships. Um, it can even open you up to, to, to more love, whether it's just love from your family or love from, you know, someone else. So I think it, it really does. And, and in the business realm, you know, having your things in order allows you to be ready for opportunities. Um, because as you mentioned earlier, um, you know, I was on the Rachel Ray show and that turnaround was like less than seven days. One Monday, they're calling me by Friday. They're telling me, Janet, we want you in New York on a, the next Wednesday. And in my mind, I had to really start moving. It's like, okay, Friday. I'm like, all right. So then I started, I called a friend. I was like, okay, I got to be in New York on Wednesday. What do you have in your closet that I can wear on TV? You know, I called somebody else, got my hair done. And then I called somebody. I'm like, okay, this is the whole outfit. This is the look. Is this okay? So you got to be able to think when an opportunity like that comes. All of these things have to be in order. So yes, organization will help you not only have success in life when it comes to just your space, but your finances, but also, you know, business opportunities and even time, you know, because you save yourself so much time when you are organized and time is money hmm. when you are in business for yourself. You do not need to be wasting you know, hours looking for a document or you do not need to go out there and spend money on an ink cartridge and you have got two and three somewhere <laughs> in your office, but you just can't find them. I found a system that works for me as far as with having my home business and, and those things organized, but I know it could be better. When my son moved out for college, it was, it was like, okay, now I needed to reorganize things because it's, you know, one less person in the household. So things had to change a little bit, but I'm trying to teach him how to even organize his life at college to when he's coming home to his work schedule, class schedule, those things. So, um, do you have any tips? organization for the college student away from home? <laughs> <laughs> well, as somebody who has a guy, got children in college, um, I think for them really is learning how to just be in a space, being respectful of your roommates and also learning how to just navigate the small space. And when you are at your desk studying, when you are done studying, just try to close your books up, put them in your backpack and all of whatever you need, whether you have just typed a report, a paper, or you need your laptop, pack everything the night before. 
so that you're not waking up and you've got to run. Um, sometimes kids eat in the rooms, depending on the, you know, the, the way it's arranged, or they've got to go to uh, um, a place other outside the dorm to eat. But just making sure you do that. And then also just, you know, every semester when you are done getting rid of stuff you don't need, because everything now, you know, we all save stuff on our computer. So mm. those drafts and everything, do you really need all of those drafts? And if you know you no longer want the book, because we all know we've all been there, there's books we just don't want anymore, <laughs> sell it, whether you sell it back to the, you know, however you decide to sell it, but sell it. And then also, if you come across stuff, because we all have growth spurts, some of us grow tall, some of us grow wide, but we grow. If you find it, then tell your parents, look, this is not fitting me anymore. So I'm I'm leaving it here, mom, you know, so at least I have some room, some more room. But, you know, those are just little things. And But also just like, you know, using underneath the bed. I mean, some of those beds are so high, you can almost put a desk under there, but using underneath the bed, using a drawer, using drawer organizers um, to just kind of categorize things so you don't have a junk drawer. Um, But those are just a few things. And just with your time, just really making sure you not only have your study time, but you also, you're you're in college. Have some fun time too. You know, I mean, yes, study time is important, but have some fun time. So just making sure that you allow yourself that to allow yourself some study time, but then maybe allow yourself some some fun time too. And the same with the adults. You know, allow yourself work time, etc., but also allow yourself some fun time too. I will make sure he listens <laughs> to this show. Um, he has all the tools it's just getting him to use you know use the tools that he has as far as like different drawers and um you know the little organization stuff that they have and I think you know you go to the store it it has so much stuff you want to buy it all because that's me and Mm -hmm. like okay what am I gonna do with that but I'm going to make sure he, he definitely listens, especially with the packing his stuff up the night before. But if someone um wanted to organize their home, let's say somebody house was a mess, you know, like on hoarders. Mm, okay. Okay. That's the worst case scenario, but okay. <laughs> worst case scenario. Okay. So maybe not all the way hoarder level, mm-hmm. but not too mm-hmm. far from. Okay. Okay. So for somebody who may have a junk room and, uh, you know, that's that room where you just kind of throw stuff in and close the door and you're not necessarily a hoarder. What I tell people so they don't get overwhelmed is to maybe take two or three bins and label them. Label one clothes, one paperwork, and you may have another. And just go in and just put stuff in those categories. You know, I don't want you to decide on anything. Just categorize stuff because that way you will clear the stuff, but you're also sorting and categorizing. And that way it makes it easier. So now you have all the clothes in one category and you can realistically go through and say, oh, my goodness, I have six pair of white socks, sweat socks, and I don't even have any sneakers. You can just throw them away. 
And then when you go to the toiletries, you realize, you know, well, all of these toiletries are here because I have allergic reaction or I didn't like the scent or something. And then if they have, they're unopened, of course, you can donate them. But if not, you know, you can um, dispose of them. Or sometimes you can just give them to friends um, who are willing to take them. And then it leaves you with that paperwork where you can just really take your time because sometimes when you just kind of tackle a room and you're tackling so many different things, your brain is going from closed, oh, this is important documents to why I didn't keep hold why I'm keeping on holding on to this. Whereas if you're just dealing with one category, it's so much easier. So that's the first thing I would tell people to just categorize stuff, then go through each category. Then once you have whatever you have left. Then you organize. Maybe you need to, um, you have a lot of clothes left over. Well, maybe it's the reason is because there's clothes in the closet that you're no longer wearing. Because they say 80% of the stuff we keep, we never reference again. And we wear 20% of our clothes 80% of the time. So maybe you need to get rid of some clothes and make room for the clothes that are outside the closet. And then, of course, with the paperwork, maybe that's all current paperwork. And, you know, you maybe have to make decisions about certain things. But also what may be happening is that the paperwork that's in the filing cabinet is no longer relevant to your life. And everything is outside is current. So then you need to get a shredder or maybe you need to archive things or better yet scan stuff. So you don't have to worry about all that paperwork. And if you ever need a copy. All you have to do is print it out. So just sort and categorize, then work through each pile, whatever is left, then you decide to organize. But before you organize that, wherever that is going, look and see if something else can be purged. Okay, so basically I'm going to have to retackle my closet. <laughs> <laughs> I will keep y'all posted miss janet how can the audience get in touch with you to get more tips definitely get the book how and you know i need to sign up for your newsletter because i'm learning stuff from this show <laughs> um they can reach me by going to my website which is janet m taylor.com and that's my name spelled out it's j-a-n-e-t-m which stands for marie Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R.com. I wasn't looking to redo my closet, but apparently I need to go in there with a different mindset. But it is the end of the show and time for this session's homework. So Queen Janet, what is the homework for today's show? I already got homework. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, a couple of assignments, but the one thing I want people to understand is their time, because we talked a lot about time. And I want you to just take out a piece of paper and put on there from 12, you know, all the 24 hours in a day. I just want you to just list a piece of paper. And then I want you to start listing the things you do. You know, you may work for eight hours and you just put that down there. And then, of course, you have your commute time. And then, of course, how many hours you sleep. I want you to put that on there. And then if you do other things, because then I want you to really see like how much time you have left, because I find that sometimes our closets and our calendars get cluttered. And I want you to really look and see if your calendar is cluttered to you feeling so much that you don't have time to do the things that you want to do or you need to do. 
So just kind of look, just add up how many hours you sleep, add up how much time you work, add in your commute time. Also, if you got to walk the dog, do your homework with your children, even if you're going to class, because I want you to add all those numbers up and then see how much, how many hours of a 24 hours day that is taking up. Because then that'll let you know, because some people, after they add stuff up, they got three hours left. But I want you to be realistic about when you start adding stuff to your calendar, because you may be adding something that's a six hour task to a three hour, you know, day that that's all you have left. And I don't want you to overextend yourself. So I hope that makes sense with the homework. Okay, so now I have two assignments. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, for you, Valencia, this is something I do. I haven't done it in a while, but I do it at the beginning of each year. And it's, it, it, it takes a little physical work to do it, but I think it's worth it. What you do is you go in your closet. And I don't know how big your closet is because you probably got one to walk in. Um, you take the hangers and you face them towards you. You know how the hanger, when you hang clothes, they're kind of facing. You take them facing towards you. Mm-hmm. Every time you wear something, you take that hanger and put it the way you would normally face it. And after maybe three months, six months, or a year, you begin to see all the hangers that you have not turned around. And at that time, it's you have to decide, am I going to keep this piece of clothing or am I going to donate it? Because this is an eye-opener. Because you realize you you had stuff in your closet. I'm like, well, I didn't wear that in three months. Okay. I didn't wear that in six months. Wait a minute. I ain't wear that all year. There, there's stuff in my closet I could honestly say that I haven't worn in two years. Okay. But like I refuse, it's like hard for me to detach from it mm-hmm. because it was my um first custom made dress. But it's like, I can't I well, work on it. <laughs> well, okay. And my suggestion to you is to, if there is somebody, you know, who is that size that can wear that, but because of their circumstances and situation cannot afford it, couldn't even think about getting it, how would it make you feel to give that to them? Sometimes I have to do that for for stuff. It's like, you know what, somebody else who really, really does not have, who would love stuff, like, and she cleans up her closet. I know when she cleans up her closet, where she says, Jan, I'm cleaning up my closet, I know what's happening. Stuff is going to come to me. But what I do is I can clean out my closet and give stuff to another friend. So I just keep the stuff cycling, cycle going. I will. um, I'll do that. I I will. I will. But I think I'd be mad. Like, I know what the dress costs. And then if I see it on them and they like it. Well, you know. Well, you know what? It's no longer, it's, it's, it's theirs. And I know somebody else who I had this conversation with. It's not there. It's not yours anymore. It's theirs. Because what you are doing is once you do that, you open your door and yourself up to receive another custom dress that you may not even have to pay for. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to do it. I'm a, you know, I'm going to give myself some time, but I'm going to do it before the year's over with. With that one. (laughs) Give yourself some time. Yep. Miss Janet, of course, it has been a great interview. I learned a lot. I know the audience did. Thank you so much for listening to Define You Radio. 
And if you got something out of today's show, I know you did. Okay, so make sure you share with your family, friends, and foes. Subscribe and leave a review. Don't forget to connect with Queen Janet and connect with the show on social media at the Define You. And remember, your past doesn't define you. It gives you definition. And what you do with that is up to you.